Accrediting Excellence, the international authority for professional coaching and mentoring, proudly presents both sides of the coin. To niche or not to niche? Today we'll hear both sides of the argument from two highly successful coaches who have very different opinions on whether you need a coaching niche to be successful. Welcome to Both Sides of the Coin, a podcast produced by the IAPC and M. We're a leading accreditation body and our aim is to increase public confidence and to raise industry standards by enforcing a rigorous accreditation process that ensures the quality of professional coaches and mentors. The podcast is aptly named Both Sides of the Coin because we talk to both a coach or mentor and one of their clients to explore both sides of the coaching mentoring intervention, what works and what doesn't. As the proverb says, iron sharpens iron. Before we get started, let me introduce myself. I'm Jenny Butter, your host and an accredited senior coach. I've been coaching for eight years, mainly in the area of career transition and life coaching. Joining me today are Curly Martin and Maria Hocking. Curly is a leading authority on life coach training and is the author of the international bestseller, The Life Coaching Handbook, which was the very first life coaching book written specifically on how to build a life coaching business. Curly runs Achievement Specialists and teaches her life coaching students that niche is important. On the other side of the argument is Maria Hocking. Maria was one of Curly's students and she had trouble finding a niche to get her business off the ground. So she decided not to choose one and has become very successful. Maria is now known as a UK life changer and is a highly experienced life coach, motivational speaker and author. Welcome both of you. Thank you. Nice to be here. Good to be here, yes. Curly, I'm going to start with you and then flip over the coin and speak to Maria. Curly, you run the Achievement Specialists, a popular accredited life coaching training course. What took you down the coach training track? As you mentioned at the beginning, I wrote the first book ever in the world about how to become a life coach. And um, coaching came from the States and it had been in the uh, United States for eight years before it even came over, over the pond to us. Because of that, um, there was nobody here doing any training. So I wrote the first course training book. There, there was uh, authors who were uh, coaches here, but they had not done any training. There wasn't any training in the UK except for uh, a distance learning one, which came from the States. So you actually had to do it with a USA company. So bearing that in mind, it was sensible for me to start offering training because otherwise it would, wouldn't have got off the ground very quickly within the UK. And so as part of your course, why do you teach up-and-coming coaches that it's important to find a niche? That's a great question, and one Maria and I have, have, uh, have discussed quite frequently. The reason is at the very beginning um, of bringing it into the UK that nobody knew anything about coaching at all. And so therefore... It was very important to um, open up, to explain what coaching, life coaching was, and uh, to get any kind of client at all was, a, was an achievement. And then as the buying public, as the purchasers, as the clients or potential clients got used to coaching and life coaching and what it meant, what happened is that the um, client decided to naturally select so let me give you an example on our website we've got a whole list of 
the coaches that have been through and trained by us and they put up their biography and their picture. And within their biog, they usually say something about their background. And so consequently, if somebody had been a, an IT manager for 15 years and then decided to, to do coaching, they would have that in their background. So what happens is that the person that is looking for coaching now knows what coaching is. They go, okay, let's have a look and see who, who I need for a coach. So they scan down through and they go, oh, okay, this person's got a similar background to me. So therefore, they'll understand my dilemmas. They'll understand my stresses. They'll understand my workload. They'll understand, they'll have an insight possibly into how my job, let's say, as an IT manager infiltrates into my home life and how when we're launching something I have to have weekends where I'm working etc etc so this coach will have a greater insight than another coach who doesn't uh, who doesn't say that they've been within that industry so therefore they will select on someone who specializes within their field let's flip the coin let's talk about the coach it makes sense for the coach to be able to fall back on something in their background to start them off so they have a, a, a credible history in order to promote themselves So, from a marketing point of view. Now, there's another thing that I'd like to add into the pot here is that if you think about a dartboard, you've got the niche market in the middle of the dartboard. So say that it's IT managers, that's your core. The next rim of the dartboard, there is a what I call a, adjacent um, buyers, adjacent clients. Say, for example, I am, I'm an IT management coach. I coach somebody and that person has, has got a new job. And they are sitting in, in their new office surrounded by people. And eventually they start chatting and somebody says to them, oh, hi. Um, Helen, how did you uh, how did you get this job? And Helen says, well, you know, I, I work with Kearney Martin. She's an IT specialist coach. So this person then says, mm, well, I don't know. I, don't, I want to get out of IT. Do you think she would do any work like that? So that's an adjacent marketplace. And then on top of the adjacent market, say they did place this other person. Let's call this other person Fred. So Fred then gets a, a, a job somewhere else is something completely different he parked his new bmw up and they go, well yeah how did you get that you know that's a flashy car and then he says well i've got a new job and then it gets into more discussions and then it comes out that he'd been coached and that's an outside of the adjacents so my viewpoint particularly for new coaches is uh, wherever possible to niche because of your own credibility so it gives the new coach some confidence that they're not just going out there and, and they've got no framework around them. So you talk about background being important. What about when you go onto one of the leading directories, such as the life coaching directory, where clients select niches such as career coach, relationship coach, life coach, executive coach? The bottom line is people that are drawn to be relationship coaches have already had some background within relationships where they've had to deal with difficult situations and, and have overcome it. Anything's definite with coaching because a, a good coach should be completely flexible. The, the difference is, is that the people, the coaches that generally do relationship coaches have had somewhere in their background to overcome some difficulties in relationships 
and they're drawn to that to enable other people to live a, a full and happy life and sort out their either their current relationship or decide to move from that one to another with the support framework of a coach behind them. Okay, thank you. So within that then, from your experience as a life coach trainer, niche-wise, where would you say that the marketplace is overcrowded? I never believe that it is. I think that's a myth and I don't know where it's come from. I, do, I really do not think it, it is overcrowded. And the reason I believe that is I mean, we were very young, very young profession. The first coaching course was run in the UK in 1997. So it's very young. And if you compare us with other professionals like accountants, dentists, there are, I don't know, probably millions, but thousands upon thousands of accountants and they still manage to get work it's down to you if you are completely client focused you love your clients you want them to be successful your clients will sell you as well as you selling yourself thank you okay maria if i could flip over the coin and ask you going back to you and when you started your coaching journey why did you struggle to find a niche I think a niche is really, really good if you know what you want to do. Um, I had just come out of a career in the fitness industry. Um, I'd been in the fitness industry for about 16 years, um, obviously trained to be a coach and um, thought about niching. And for me, I felt so much pressure to find my own niche. That was my own personal pressure I was putting on myself, obviously, that it kind of, um, it really delayed what I wanted to do. Um, I had all these tools now as a coach that I wanted to use as soon as possible with as many people as possible. I really could not find my niche. You know, I thought about maybe the fitness industry because that was my background, but part of me wanted a change. It wanted something different. And um, yeah, I spent hours and probably weeks trying to find the right name for my business and trying to work out who I should be targeting. And in the end, I, I kind of gave up with that and just thought, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to advertise and see what happens and that's when my clients started to come in and so when you advertised how did you market yourself well in those days it wasn't so much social media because this was, this was probably 13 14 years ago now so it was um i used a lot of the local media i used radio i used newspapers and basically um i would advertise and just you know tell people who i was and that i could help with weight loss with, with stop smoking with career with relationships with life balance. So I would literally just list all these things I could help with. And that started to bring me in a lot of clients. And I think that's the really important thing actually is that when you first start out as a coach, you know, I think the best thing you can do is to, to work with as many clients as possible to get that experience. And I truly believe that because I did promote myself like that and didn't niche down, I got a lot of varied clients and from that that the main thing I got from that was immense personal growth as a coach you know I put myself um, in front of clients that I was maybe fearful of that I thought I didn't know enough about um, but I went out there and I researched and I learned and I you know continued to push myself through challenges and work with more and more clients and as a result yeah my personal growth kind of boomed really during that period. And I think for me, what you're saying there is important that no matter whether you're niching or not, it's about your own CPD and personal development to make sure you're an expert in the area that you're coaching in. 
Yes, definitely. And, you know, I look back now and I think by doing that, I gained so much knowledge, which is still very valuable to me today. And obviously that knowledge has grown. Um, but it also brought me a lot of variety. And I think this comes down to maybe our own personal values as well, because variety and connection are some of my highest values. And so by not niching and by working with all these different individuals, I was meeting my own needs as well, if that makes sense. So I was enjoying the work that I was doing even more. And so how diverse are your clients now? Very diverse, very diverse. So, and if I, if I look back, I can still trace a lot of my business to those early clients that I worked with sort of maybe 13, 14 years ago. So um, I do business coaching, I work in schools, I coach teachers, I work with students, I work with teenagers. Um, uh, sometimes I'm doing more stop smoking, sometimes I'm focusing on weight loss. And I think it's also important to be aware that, you know, there are trends throughout the year that as coaches we can tap into. So, for example, sort of January and after Easter and September, lots of people are wanting to lose weight. Um, so I'll still quite often now and again just target that a little bit during those times. Um, but most of my clients now generally come to me through word of mouth. And um, yeah, and I, and I think the nicest thing about it is that because I have so many connections in in my industry and because I have so many connections in schools and in businesses, should I wish to, I could easily increase the amount of work in any of those areas at any time I choose to. And sometimes I do do that to give myself a bit of variety, but it also means the really important thing as well um, is that I have multiple streams of income coming in constantly. So I've got, you know, I've got a really healthy business. And so you're obviously very established now and very successful. When you yeah. first started out, was there an instance when a client didn't choose you because you weren't niching in a particular field that they were interested in? Um, no, if I'm being really, really honest, no. And um, I'd like to go back to something Curly was saying, actually, because when I first started as a coach, you know, there were no other coaches in the area at all. Some people didn't even believe in the life coaching. They thought that'll never work in Cornwall, you know, but yeah, boy, I made it work. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I never had a client that didn't want to work with me because I wasn't um, an expert in any particular type of field. But I will also mention that I think this is really important, actually, that um, I'd suffered from anxiety and depression years ago. I'd also worked in the fitness industry. So I was very knowledgeable in a lot of different areas, if that makes sense. So, um, and I think that also helped me massively in the early days. That's really great. Thank you. Curly, have you anything else that Maria has said that you would like to pick up on? Maria mentioned that she could trace back a lot of her clients to, to her original clients. And, I, and that's, you know, that's through referrals. And that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And the other thing that uh, I really strongly believe in is that there's no point being the best coach in the world without clients. I love people to, to niche because, especially for new people, because it gives them some um, framework and gives them some confidence. Maria is inventive, creative, and uh, full of energy. And if, if as, a, as a new coach and you're listening to this podcast, you need to nurture that first and then decide which way you want to go afterwards. And I wish you huge success as a new coach. Thank you, Curly. Maria, have you got anything final to add to the, to the discussion? Um, yeah, one thing I'd like to add is actually, is no matter what you do as a coach, I feel it's important to go with your whole heart. You must love what you do, um, you know, because I think as a coach, your passion is what comes across to people. Your passion is what makes people want to work with you. 
Thank you so much. What a great discussion. It's funny because I'm a bit on the on the fence with both of you. So um, I'm a career and transition coach and I'm a consultant impact group and they only employ career and transition coaches that have lived and moved overseas so they can relate to their participants, which, you know, my participants fully think is, is great. The fact that I understand what they're going through, but then actually my coaching experience is diverse as well. And I coach on many different aspects. And so I think sometimes you just have to get started and find your fit. Absolutely, I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So thank you so much, Curly, and thank you so much, Maria. If you'd like coach training with Curly, then go to her website, achievementspecialists.co.uk, or if you'd like coaching with Maria, then she can be contacted at mariahocking.com. We're confident that anybody who attains an international authority for professional coaching and mentoring accreditation will be among the very best the profession has to offer. So if you're somebody who's interested in having some coaching and mentoring and want to find an accredited coach, mentor or training provider, or if you're a professional who's interested in becoming accredited, then please go to our website, coach-accreditation.services. And finally, if there's a topic that you would like me to cover on future episodes of Both Sides of the Coin, then I would love to hear from you. My email, jenny.podcast at coach-accreditation.services. Bye for now.